Hey there, welcome to Matamo, a podcast where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundary in celebration of the human experience. I am your co-host, Bob Spurl, and I wanted to introduce today's episode. It's a special one that we recorded with our friends David and Rona Saunders out in Kenya, who are part of the Red Rhino Outreach Project. And in today's episode, they talk to us about some of their favorite animals they spot on safari. So this is really fun. This is from uh, from safaris they've taken with, uh, with Greg Traverso, our co-host, uh, some of their own safaris. And they get into some really interesting, intimate stories about animals and nature, from baby hyenas that Rona wanted to take home, to some incredible near kills from cheetahs hunting wildebeest where this young wildebeest manages to escape using the safari vehicle as a kind of guard it's incredible Uh, they also get into their spirit animals and why they choose them and looking forward to to the rest of this episode and, and hope you enjoy it if you like what you're listening to follow us on apple podcast give us a five star review we love hearing from you thank you so much and enjoy You know, a big part of what folks will do traveling with Matamo are, you know, they, they're, they're going to want to go on a safari and, and kind of see some of those iconic uh, animals that you would see in a, in a safari. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the safaris you take in. You, you've mentioned to us before that you've, you kind of sometimes will go to different parts of the day where you'll see some interesting animals. But what's, what's like one of the most interesting things that come to mind on the safari that you've been on and an animal you've seen and, uh, you know, kind of give us some insight into that? Or one maybe that you like to see, you know, yeah. or, you know, something that, uh, one of your favorites or. I'll go. Go ahead. Um, my favorite animal on safari, and I feel like if I see it, then I'm good to go back home. <laughs> on safari or on a game drive is a hyena. So like one time we won safari and we, we followed a mother, is that what you call it? Uh-huh. Yeah. A mother, and um, it just walked, so we followed it, and it went to a den. And by the den, there was another kind of adult hyena, but then with really tiny, cute hyena babies, like puppies, mm. the puppies, so small, tiny, and there were just like a lot of them in a den. Was a number of dens actually there in that place? Yeah. Was uh, Rod and Karen? Yeah. 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 But we tried to count them. We couldn't. We were maybe yeah. twenty-four. Yeah, they came walking ones. up to the vehicle. And, yeah. Kind of just leaking the tires and. Yeah. Did you want to bring one back home? Oh no! I feel like I wish no, I did. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we've we've seen lots of you know. We've been on a number of safaris and, and a number of them with Greg and seen, you know, lion kills and, uh, you know, uh, 
all, all sorts of things, you know. Um, one of the one of the oddest safari experiences that that I've had was we were actually we were on safari with Greg's group, and uh, we were uh, in the Mara Masa, in Masai Mara, and uh, we were we had come to this place where you can very often see cheetah, right? Because it's an open high plain, and cheetahs hunt during the daytime as opposed to all the other big cats that hunt at night typically. So there was a, there was a, a herd of wildebeests uh, near this area, and we had come up uh, come upon a mother cheetah with three sort of teenage cubs. Uh, they weren't cubs; they were almost full grown, but she was still teaching them to hunt. And so this and we just happened to be there, and this mother cheetah suddenly you could see crouched down and was headed towards this you know couple hundred herd of wildebeest and we were just watching and and she just went over and suddenly all hell broke loose right she's just running as fast as she can and the and the other three are running and she had cut out of the herd a young wildebeest not not old not even a teenager yet and so we were watching this cheetah chase this wildebeest and the other the others following and they circled around and came right back to our vehicle. And I, I mean, right back to it and maybe 20 meters away. And these are open safari vehicles, maybe 20 meters away. The mother brought down this young wildebeest, had it down on the ground and was, uh, and then the other, the three kids came over and she wanted them to kill it. Right. So she released the grip on it for a moment and the, and the kids didn't take up the chase quick enough. And so that young wildebeest ran directly to our vehicle. He, mm-hmm. his, his ass was bloodied because the, the mother had, had taken him down. And so this wildebeest was butted up against the door of our vehicle, surrounded by these four cheetahs in a standoff. Whoa. And yeah. And so, I mean, we, you could literally touch this wildebeest. His blood was smeared on the, on the, and so um, the cheetahs are, they didn't want to come to us, right? They, they wouldn't come too close to the vehicle, but they were circling and closing the circle. They were probably, I don't know, 10 feet away, 10 to 15 feet away in this circle. And the wildebeest is just back holding them off like that. And then of course, 10 other vehicles came and they're lined up behind us now. And we're just waiting for this, this um, young wildebeest to be killed and eaten right in front of us. And things are just happening and, and the, and the cheetahs are moving here. And every time the cheetah would come close, the wildebeest would slide a little bit. The cheetahs wouldn't come. And then finally, it took, this was, this went on for, I don't know, 15 minutes maybe. And then finally, the other vehicles are telling us to move on so they can get closer and our drivers just staying there. And then finally there was a slight break in the cheetah phalanx and this young wildebeest went, darted behind our vehicle. And now there's a line of vehicles. So he's on the other, it's like being on the other side of the train tracks. And so the cheetahs are all on the one side of this, line of vehicles and he's on the other side and they're trying to get him and eventually he escaped. It was unbelievable. I oh my it. gosh. Yeah. It was Whoa. unbelievable. Yeah. So that's wow. one of the oddest things I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. The the yeah. wildebeest uh, was, Mark, knew his, 
Smart little wildebeest. I was going to say, wow. Yeah. We had back and took, yeah, took pictures of the, of the blood smears on the vehicle and it was, it was exciting. And really, yeah, excuse me, but right after that, we had uh, driven not too far and uh, across on a, along a river, uh, there was a, a guide on the other side is actually in, in Tanzania and he was pointing to our driver that there was something coming behind this termite mound through hand gestures. I was sitting actually next to Rona uh, close by and out of nowhere comes right out behind this termite mound come, comes this uh, incredible leopard, uh, a male leopard, just the most beautiful specimen I, I believe I've ever seen. And he walks right over towards us and we're filming him. And David says to Rona, get back because he met Rona's eyes and there was just, just one moment, right, Rona? It was just yeah. incredible. Yeah. I had... Um I had my phone and thinking, oh, when it comes here, then I'll take a picture. I couldn't. I couldn't move. And luckily, I had my sunglasses on, but I felt like that leopard saw my eyes and we, he just looked on me like that. And like in the open vehicle, I didn't move a muscle. I even held on my breath. I couldn't <laughs> breathe. But that was, yeah, I still remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. He yeah. was probably five feet away from Rona, maybe six. Oh, my God. You know, I was going to – one of the questions I wanted to ask you, you both was, like, have you ever been afraid of, of being attacked? And it sounds like that it, it had – I mean, in that moment, right, there was some, some, some concern there. Um, is that something that, you know, uh, that was probably one of the closest moments you felt that way, Rona? Um, even in that moment, because maybe I've been on safaris and I kind of know when you see – what animals like that I know how to stay still and just and being in the vehicle I feel completely safe and I knew that it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything but it was just that eye contact like I see you I see you and yeah but other than that I haven't really felt any dangers or being uncomfortable no yeah, it basically, if you're in your in the vehicle, you're safe. The animals never ever. These animals have grown up around these vehicles, and basically, yeah. they live their lives, and it's like the vehicles are sort of invisible. They do whatever they're going to do, mm-hmm. unless the vehicles are you know intruding on their stuff. But they never they never go after. It. But Greg and I were were in Tarangire once, and it was with an elephant. And the only the only animals that the drivers are nervous about are elephants. Really? I, you know, and why, why, why why is that? Because they can overturn your vehicle and stomp you to jelly if they want oh, to. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't. <laughs> they don't. But I mean, you know, they are so big. I mean, they, they yeah. are so powerful. But there was, uh, uh, it was getting to be sunset. In Tarangiri, there are lots and lots and lots of elephants and big ones. And the elephants are really under threat throughout Africa at this point. But these elephants were kind of migrating up a hill in sunset and they were in, in our vista, probably a hundred elephants and, and it was beautiful, but there were other vehicles in this vehicle of noisy a German tourists came up and they started making a lot of noise and they had also blocked us so that we couldn't really go forward or backward. And there was a baby elephant with a mother 
as they were migrating up the hill that was very close to our vehicles. And they were just being, most people have the sense to just be quiet around there. They were, they were the opposite. They were loud and boisterous and really inappropriate. <laughs> and so at one point, this bull elephant, who was maybe, what, Greg, 30, 30 40 meters away from us? He, he was close, yeah. He was yeah. So he, he, looked, he, he looked closer, but... He got closer. He was. He started trumpeting, you know, lifting up his trumpet, and his ears flaring out, and he was huge. And then he just charged at our vehicle, full oh speed. And Greg Whoa. and I are standing up there, and I'm thinking, I, we have it on video. And either Greg or I said, "Oh my God!" And this, <laughs> this elephant just charged to our vehicle to within ten meters, and I just thought, "This is how I'm going to die," you know. And then he just stopped. Boom. And everybody was completely silent. They they do charge. They never they never turn over vehicles or anything. But it was so scary because there was we couldn't move. These guys had locked us in, and it was terrifying. But it was you know. There was another time with an elephant. We were camping in Samburu, and uh, in a in a pitch tent, David and I, and uh, uh, elephant in the middle of the night, two in the morning or something. It was right behind our tent and had. Uh, cracked a large limb and it was a sound like a boom, you know, and we just both came flying out of this tent in our underwear, like kind of laughing, but kind of scared also. Yeah. Um, but I have to say one thing is like this, this idea of uh, what they were talking about earlier about, you know, not really being afraid in the early days, Dave used to like to go to, for runs out of our safari camps. And one time, in the, probably our first safari in 98, he, he actually went for a jog out <laughs> on the savannah down outside of camp. And as with he was Pam. running, yeah, with Pam, and as he was running, a, a safari vehicle came racing up yelling, Simba, 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 which meant lion, lion, lion. They had just spotted a lion, so they pulled David inside the vehicle. Oh. Uh, I think there was another time where he almost ran into a giraffe as well. So, uh, <laughs> his, his confidence now is uh, goes back to the early days of you know wow. learning some lessons. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the guys should never have let us go on this run where we were because I didn't really know in those days. And they let us. They say, "I just stay on the road, you'll be fine." And as it <laughs> turns out, there was a female lion that we were very close to, and running. You know, you look like prey when you're running. So, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, and one final question for, for, I guess, all three of you, but, um, you know, you're familiar with the term spirit animal, right? Have you guys, do you guys know what a spirit animal is? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's an animal that if, I guess if you could, uh, if you could be an animal, you know, and, and, or if, if there's an animal that embodies who you are as a person, what, what, what would be your spirit animal? So I'll, I'll start with, uh, whoever wants to start, you know, if you could choose a spirit animal, which one would you choose and why? I would choose a bird. I would choose a martial eagle just because it's an eagle and it's it's one of the fierce, fierce, fiercest, fiercest <laughs> birds. Of, I would choose an eagle, a martial eagle. They're, because they're it's huge. just so powerful yeah. and... So the, and these, I mean, these martial eagles are bigger than the eagles that we are, are understand here in the U.S. Is the martial eagle like even bigger than that? Yeah, I, I'd say that um, they're 
I mean, the biggest eagle I know about is a bald eagle, and those eagles are big. So I'd say a martial eagle is equivalent to that. Maybe, yeah. maybe a bit taller. I mean, you see them on the ground. You don't see them very often, but when you see them, you think, oh, my God, these things are huge. And they are, they are really, really big, and they're beautiful. So it's equivalent to a bald eagle, maybe a bit bigger, but hard to say, but really impressive. I'd say more or less, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Oh, I've been thinking about it. There's just so many, but, uh, you know, I think an elephant, uh, I think to be, you know, with the herd and, uh, be out there and feel, feel safe. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't like the idea of being ostracized or, you know, in my elder age to be off on my own. But, uh, I think the, the journey and the, the longevity and the kind of, uh, um, the nature of an elephant, I, I find very fascinating. Oh. I think for me, it would probably be a giraffe. You know, I've, I've, when I first uh, was out at Red Rhino, it was really out, out in the bush and there were animals everywhere. And I used to walk uh, behind where I lived, you know, for a few miles around there. And I would encounter giraffes there, you know, and they were quiet and really good neighbors, you know, as long as I kept moving. I could get close to them, but, you know, we could coexist. And I, I, I really like their, the way they, uh, the way they move really peacefully through, you know? So I, I think for me, it would be that. I'm going to go with the wildebeest. I want to be that scrappy wildebeest that like barely gets away from that fight. I think, cause I've, I'm definitely more of a runner, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I can get myself out of bad situations. So yeah, I'll, I'll be that wildebeest from the story earlier on. <laughs> Yeah, you better be that one because the other one. <laughs> 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 I'm the outlier wildebeest. That's yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this has been amazing. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun to talk with the both of you. And again, we shared it on an earlier episode, but uh, you know the work that you do. People can go to rrop.org. There's an uh, to to um, or, or go back to a previous episode where we talk about the amazing work that you do with, with children in Kenya. And, uh, you know, on, on our end, uh, folks interested in to learn more about Matamo can go to metamo.travel, matamo.travel. We're, we're looking forward to talking with you guys sometime in the future. Thanks again for, for being on, on our podcast. Thanks, Bob. Happy to be here. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, guys. Take Thanks, care. Greg. Thanks, Greg. Bye. Take See care. You soon. See you Bye. soon. Bye-bye.